Well, hello there. This is Christopher Radiant Fire Radio. So happy to be today. I am going to continue the analysis of Tucker Carlson's interview with Vladimir Putin. When we last talked, Vladimir Putin was starting to talk about things that were going on within uh, the attacks that were coming against them economically. So I know in this portion of today's topic, we're going to get into some deep things. I want you to pay very close attention to what he says, because these are truths that the American people are ignoring right now. I don't know why they're ignoring them. I don't know why you're not uh, paying attention. But this is something that needs to be uh, taken into account, because right now, economically, we're not doing good. We're not doing good. So, right here where we're talking about, Putin is talking about the things that are going on with the Nord Stream pipeline that was blown up, and Tucker Carlson had just asked, what is going to be happening with that? Do you know, do you know who blew it up? And he, he had just got finished telling him, yes, I know who blew it up. And they closed their route to Germany. Why? I don't understand. Ukraine to which the Germans supply weapons and give money. Germany is the second sponsor of the United States in terms of financial aid to Ukraine. There are two gas routes through Ukraine. They simply closed one route, the Ukrainians. Open the second route and please get gas from Russia. They do not open it. Why don't the Germans say? Look guys, we give you money and weapons Open up the valve, please. Let the gas from Russia pass through for us. We're buying liquefied gas at exorbitant prices in Europe, which brings the level of our competitiveness and economy in general down to zero. So, I want you to listen at what Putin is saying. Putin is talking about the United States is responsible for this Nord Stream pipeline being blown up, but also Germany who also is a major uh, part in playing what is going on with this pipeline. Russia, Putin is saying, how come you guys are hurting your own selves by not fixing this pipeline, by not allowing the oil to flow through the second pipeline? It's because you want to hurt Russia. You're intentionally doing this to try to hurt Russia and keep Russia in a place that is uh, economically unprosperous. But Russia says, hey, this is another opportunity again. Hey, we, we want to play. We've, we've got money. We've got oil. We've got a resource that you need. Let us sell it to you. And they've said, no, we're not going to do that. Want us to give you money. Let us have the decent existence. Make money for our economy, because this is where the money we give you comes from. They refuse to do so. Why? Ask them. That is what is like in their heads. Those are highly incompetent people. Well, maybe the world is breaking into two hemispheres, one with cheap energy, the other without. And I want to ask you that. If, if we're now a multipolar world, obviously we are, can you describe the blocks of alliances? Who, who is in each side, do you think? 
Listen, you have said that the world is breaking into two hemispheres. A human brain is divided into two hemispheres. One is responsible for one type of activities, the other one is more about creativity and so on. But it is still one and the same head. The world should be a single whole. Security should be shared rather than a meant for the golden billion. That is the only scenario where the world could be stable, sustainable and predictable. Until then, while the head is split in two parts, it is an illness, a serious adverse condition. It is a period of severe disease that the world is going through now. Do you understand what he's saying when he says that? Because we're not unified, because we're not a people who are willing to work together as one and, and mutually help each other, as we have promised ourselves that we were going to do from the United Nations. Uh, all of these things that are going on right now are, are stupid. It doesn't make any sense for us to do this. And how are we helping society in general? Now, the scary part about this for me is that even though he's saying these things and these things are cool, we are marching ever closer to the place where the world is going to decide, hey, we, we do need to realize that we're in a global society, we're in a global uh, world, and everybody needs to work together. Despite our ideologies, despite our backgrounds, things that have happened to us, in the past, so we as nations need to learn how to work together it in cooperation and then everybody benefits. To me, more and more, this is sounding like a setup, another different type of setup for the one world government that's talked about in the book of Revelations. So why do we have these organizations like the United Nations? Why did we have these treaties with all of these different groups of uh, different countries, NATO, uh, the European Union? Why? What's, what's really going on here? Listen, pay attention because this is something that Tucker, I feel, missed. But I think that thanks to honest journalism, this work is akin to work of the doctors this could somehow be remedied. Well, let's just give one example, the, the US dollar, which has kind of united the world uh, in a lot of ways, maybe not to your advantage, but certainly to ours. <laughs> Is that going away as the reserve currency, the, the, common, the universally accepted currency? How have sanctions, do you think, changed the dollar's place in the world? Now, I want you to pay attention to this, Americans, because we think we did something to hurt Russia by placing sanctions on them. Listen very closely and very carefully because this is important for you to understand. You know, to use the dollar as a tool of foreign policy struggle is one of the biggest strategic mistakes made by the US political leadership. The dollar is the cornerstone of the United States power. I think everyone understands very well that no matter how many dollars are printed, they are quickly dispersed all over the world. 
3%, примерно 3-4, что ли, вот, приемлемы для США абсолютно. Inflation in the United States is minimal. It's about 3 or 3.4%, which is, I think, totally acceptable for the US. But they won't stop printing. What does the debt of $33 trillion tell us about? It is about the emission. Nevertheless, it is the main weapon used by the United States to preserve its power across the world. As soon as the political leadership decided to use the US dollar as a tool of political struggle, a blow was dealt to this American power. Do you hear what he just said? We used the dollar in, as a weapon against him in other countries. Over the years we've done this and we've said you can't, you can't use our dollar, we're going to freeze your assets, we're going to freeze your money, we're going to keep you from being able to do things. This is hurting us more than it's hurting him. Listen. I would not like to use any strong language, but it is a stupid thing to do and a grave mistake. Look at what is going on in the world. Even the United States allies are now downsizing their dollar reserves. Seeing this, everyone starts looking for ways to protect themselves. But the fact that the United States applies restrictive measures to certain countries, such as placing restrictions on transactions, freezing assets, etc., causes great concern and sends a signal to the whole world. Yes. What did we have here? Until 2022, about 80% of Russian foreign trade transactions were made in US dollars and euros. US dollars accounted for approximately 50% of our transactions with third countries, while currently it is down to 13%. It wasn't us who banned... 80% of the money that was used, the dollars, for Russia, in Russia, was American dollars. From 80% down to 13%. Who's the loser? in this transaction. Who is the loser in this transaction? You're gonna you're gonna hear him say it. He's gonna tell us who's the who the loser is. The use of the US dollar. We had no such intention. It was decision of the United States to restrict our transactions in US dollars. I think it is complete foolishness from the point of view of the interests of the United States itself and its taxpayers, as it damages the US economy, undermines the power of the United States across the world. By the way, our transactions in Yuan accounted for about 3%. Today, 34% of our transactions are made in rubles and about as much, a little over 34% in yuan. So do you hear what happened? We told them no, you couldn't use the dollar to do anything as a way of punishing them. And before he said it, they were 3% in yuan is what they were using to make other transactions. Now, because we said no, 
34% is in yuan and 34% is in rubles. We have made them stronger. Listen to what I'm saying. Let me get some, I want you to understand this in, in perfect English. We, by doing the things that we have done, have made them stronger. Our dollar is weaker. Not just for Russia, but for the entire world. How long is that going to take before it shows up here with high inflation rates? Why did the United States do this? My only guess is self-conceit. They probably thought it would lead to full collapse, but nothing collapsed. Moreover, other countries, including oil producers, are thinking of and already accepting payments for oil in yuan. Do you even realize what is going on or not? Does anyone in the United States realize this? Nope. What are you doing? You are cutting yourself off. All experts say this. Ask any intelligent and thinking person in the United States what the dollar means for the US. You're killing it with your own hands. I think that's a fair, I I think that's a fair assessment. Well, dag on, Tucker. You said something that was intelligent. I think that's a fair assessment. Welcome to the discussion. An hour and 21 minutes in, you decide to show some type of intelligence. The question is what comes next. And maybe you trade one colonial power for another much less sentimental and forgiving colonial power. I mean, is the, the, the BRICS, for example, in danger of being completely dominated by the Chinese, the Chinese economy. Now, I didn't know this until the first time I listened to this, but listen at what Putin is about to say about BRICS. Because this is important. This is very, very important. And this is a sign that many people have missed right now. Uh, In a way that's not good for their sovereignty. Do you worry about that? Well, we have heard those boogeyman stories before. It is a boogeyman story. We're neighbors with China. You cannot choose neighbors just as you cannot choose close relatives. We share a border of thousand kilometers with them. This is number one. Second, we have a centuries-long history of coexistence. We're used to it. Third, China's foreign policy philosophy is not aggressive. Its idea is to always look for compromise, and we can see that. The next point is as follows. We are always told the same boogeyman story, and here it goes again, through an euphemistic form, but it is still the same boogeyman story. The cooperation with China keeps increasing. The pace at which China's cooperation with Europe is growing is higher and greater than that of the growth of Chinese-Russian cooperation. Ask Europeans, aren't they afraid? They might be, I don't know. But they are still trying to access China's market at all costs, especially now that they are facing economic problems. Chinese businesses are also exploring the European market. Do Chinese businesses have small presence in the United States? 
Yes, the political decisions are such that they are trying to limit their cooperation with China. It is to your own detriment, Mr. Tucker, that you are limiting cooperation with China. You are hurting yourself. This is twice. This is twice that he has pointed out something that we are doing to ourselves to destroy ourselves. Y'all, for those of you who know the Bible, you know there's certain places in the Bible where the United States is not present. Is it because we have done these types of things to ourselves to get rid of our presence in the world? Because our American pride is causing us to not think things through. And, and, and we're going we're gonna to use our dollar against you and whip you with it. Well, we're just going to stop using your dollar. Putin is telling us something that you need to understand as an American citizen. Our leadership is corrupt. Our leadership is not helping us. They're putting us in a hole. And this, this relationship with China, he's right. China is trying to establish trade relationships not only with the United States, who currently has a policy that says that China is trying to take us over and, and uh, there's, there's a whole bunch of silly propaganda that's going on right now, even it, within our government that says they can't buy anything that's from China. Who are we hurting when we don't manufacture a daggone thing? Do you realize the stuff that we manufacture does not happen here in the United States, it happens in China. Do you realize that even our meat, we put on it in a freezer, we send it over to China, they process it and send it back. We don't even do the simplest things. It is a delicate matter, and there are no silver bullet solutions, just as it is with the dollar. So, before introducing any illegitimate sanctions, illegitimate in terms of the Charter of the United Nations, one should think very carefully. For decision makers, this appears to be a problem. So, you said a moment ago that the world would be a lot better if it weren't broken into competing alliances, if there was cooperation globally. One of the reasons you don't have that is because the current American administration is dead set against you. Do you think if there were a new administration after Joe Biden that you would be able to reestablish communication with the U.S. government? Or does it not matter who the president is? I will tell you, but let me finish the previous thought. <laughs> we, together with my colleague and friend, President Xi Jinping, set a goal to reach $200 billion of mutual trade with China this year. We have exceeded this level. According to our figures, our bilateral trade with China totals already $230 billion, and the Chinese statistics says it is $240 billion. One more important thing. 
our trade is well balanced, mutually complementary in high-tech, energy, scientific research and development. It is very balanced. As for BRICS, where Russia took over the presidency this year, the BRICS countries are, by and large... What? What? Russia is the president of the BRICS nations? Hey, Americans! Did you hear that? Did you hear that? I, I just want to know. It's <sighs> developing very rapidly. Look, if memory serves me right, back in 1992, the share of the G7 countries in the world economy amounted to 47%, whereas in 2022, it was down to, I think, a little over 30%. The BRICS countries accounted for only 16% in 1992, but now their share is greater than that of the G7. It has nothing to do with the events in Ukraine. This is due to the trends of global development and world economy, as I mentioned just now. And this is inevitable. This will keep happening. It is like the rise of the sun. You cannot prevent the sun from rising. You have to adapt to it. How do the United States adapt? With the help of force, sanctions, pressure, bombings, and use of armed forces. This is about self-conceit. Your political establishment does not understand that the world is changing under objective circumstances. This is so, so true. In, in, in the world has changed and we have not caught up with it. The world has changed, and we as American people have no clue what is going on outside of the borders of the United States. And it's because we are in a controlled bubble-type environment that is being uh, Republican against Democrat. All of these, these things that are going on, you, you know, we're so focused on Trump, we're so focused on Biden, we are missing these little things that are happening, but they're not little things, they're big things that are taking place around the world. The education system of the United States has dumbed us down to the fact that we don't even care about what goes on everywhere else. Yes, we're upset about the illegals, uh, aliens that are coming in. We're upset about the, the migration that's coming in, rightfully so. But what else are we missing? What else have we missed because we have our arrogance, our pride at work, and it literally is destroying us. And in order to preserve your level, even if someone aspires, pardon me, to the level of dominance, you have to make the right decisions in a competent and timely manner. Such brutal actions, including with regard to Russia and, say, other countries, are counterproductive. This is an obvious fact. It has already become evident. You just asked me if another leader comes and changes something. It is not about the leader, it is not about the personality of a particular person. I had a very good relationship with, uh, say, Bush. I know that in the United States he was portrayed as some kind of a country boy who does not understand much. 
I assure you that this is not the case. I think he made a lot of mistakes with regard to Russia too. I told you about 2008 and the decision in Bucharest to open the NATO's doors to for Ukraine and so on. That happened during his presidency. He actually exercised pressure on the Europeans. But in general, on a personal human level, I had a very good relationship with him. He was no worse than any other American or Russian or European politician. I assure you, he understood what he was doing as well as others. I had such personal relationship with Trump as well. It is not a... So, what's, what's painfully obvious here? He didn't mention Obama at all, who took over in 2008. Tucker Carlson asked him, had he heard anything from Biden? He said, no, nothing. So Biden and Obama are one and the same, and they're treating this country the way that they have done in order to destroy it. Our country is in trouble, and you need to wake up. And Putin is telling us this. Tucker Carlson should have been on fire in, 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 in asking more pointed questions so that you, so he could draw this truth out. But fortunately, Putin came with the idea and the notion that I'm going to tell you what's going on, and you guys need to open up your eyes. I'm doing you a favor. I'm doing you a favor in telling you what's happening because your own leadership isn't. And I like what he said. He said, it doesn't matter who the person is. I had a good relationship with, with, all, you know, with Bush and had a good relationship with Trump. Something's wrong in America, and we need to wake up. About the personality of the leader, it is about the elite's mindset. If the idea of domination at any cost, based also on forceful actions, dominates the American society, nothing will change. It will only get worse. But if, in the end, one comes to the awareness that the world has been changing due to the objective circumstances, and that one should be able to adapt to them in time, using the advantages that the US still has today, then perhaps something may change. Look, China's economy has become the first economy in the world in purchasing power parity. In terms of volume, it overtook the US a long time ago. The USA comes second, then India, one and a half billion people, and then Japan, with Russia in the fifth place. Russia was the first economy in Europe last year, despite all the sanctions and restrictions. Mic drop. Despite all of the sanctions and restrictions, Russia was number one in Europe. Mic drop. Let, let that marinate. You got to. We're in trouble. Is it normal from your point of view? Sanctions, restrictions, impossibility of payments in dollars, being cut off from SWIFT services, 
sanctions against our ships carrying oil, sanctions against airplanes, sanctions in everything, everywhere. The largest number of sanctions in the world which are applied are applied against Russia. And we have become Europe's first economy during this time. The tools that US uses don't work. Well, one has to think about what to do. If this realization comes to the ruling elites, then yes, then the first person of the state will act in anticipation of what the voters and the people who make decisions at various levels expect from this person. Then maybe something will change. But you're describing two different systems. You say the, the leader acts in the interest of the voters, but you also say these decisions are not made by the leader, they're made by the ruling classes. <coughs> You've run this country for so long, you known all these American presidents, what are those power centers in the United States, do you think? Like, who actually makes the decisions? I don't know. America is a complex country, conservative on one hand, rapidly changing on the other. It's not easy for us to sort it all out. Who makes decisions in the elections? Is it possible to understand this when each state has its own legislation? Each state regulates itself? Someone can be excluded from elections at the state level. It is a two-stage electoral system. It is very difficult for us to understand it. Certainly there are two parties that are dominant, the Republicans and the Democrats, and within this party system the centers that make decisions, that prepare decisions. Then, look, why, in my opinion, after the collapse of the Soviet Union, such an erroneous, crude, completely unjustified policy of pressure was pursued against Russia? After all, this is a policy of pressure. NATO expansion, support for the separatists in Caucasus, creation of a missile defense system. These are all elements of pressure. Pressure, pressure, pressure. Then, dragging Ukraine into NATO is all about pressure, pressure, pressure. Why? I think, among other things, because excessive production capacities were created. During the confrontation with the Soviet Union, there were many centers created and specialists on the Soviet Union, who could not do anything else. They convinced the political leadership that it is necessary to continue chiseling Russia, to try to break it up, to create on this territory several quasi-state entities and to subdue them in a divided form, to use their combined potential for the future struggle with China. This is a mistake, including the excessive potential of those who worked for the confrontation with the Soviet Union. It is necessary to get rid of this. There should be new, fresh forces, people who look into the future and understand what is happening in the world. Look at how Indonesia is developing. 600 million people. Where can we get away from that? Nowhere. We just have to assume that Indonesia will enter it is already in the club of the world's leading economies, no matter who likes it or dislikes it. Yes, we understand and are aware that in the United States, despite all the economic problems, the situation is still normal, with the economy growing decently. The GDP is growing by 2.5%, if I'm not mistaken. 
But if we want to ensure the future, then we need to change our approach to what is changing. As I already said, the world would nevertheless change, regardless of how the developments in Ukraine end. The world is changing. In the United States themselves, experts are writing that the United States are nonetheless gradually changing their position in the world. It is your experts who write that. I just read them. The only question is how this would happen painfully and quickly, or gently and gradually. And this is written by people who are not anti-American. They simply follow global development trends. That's it. And in order to assess them and change policies, we need people who think, look forward, can analyze and recommend certain decisions at the level of political leaders. So there's a lot to unpack there. And when you, when you listen at what Putin is saying, our policies that we have created in the hopes of trying to strengthen America is causing us to be weaker. Our policies in trying to isolate the world from China and try to convince other countries not to trade with China, including Russia, has weakened us and continues to weaken us over time. There's a lot that we are missing and things have to change in order for us to become uh, the superpower that we once were. I, I really want you to listen as we go into the next part. This is very, very important information that Vladimir Putin shared. I believe that this is prophetic because people need to understand what's really, really going on, and we're not. So we're going to pick this up next time, and we're going to continue on. I think I probably have two more segments, and then we'll be completely done with this interview. There's a lot that we need to be praying about. We need to be changing as a people. If not, I don't know where we're going to be. I don't know where we're going to be. I, I hope that we're here in the future. I hope that we don't destroy ourselves. But the signs are there that we are working very hard at destroying our own selves in the name of our pride. Christopher Radiant Fire Radio will be back for more. Thank you for listening. We're committed to excellence and truth as we conduct spiritual overwatch for your soul. We're committed to bringing the whole gospel to you. Simple truths, given with intellectual integrity, far better than Fox News and CNN combined. Please feel free to contact us with questions, comments, concerns at ChristopherRadiantFire.org. Like us on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Amazon, 
Pandora, iHeartRadio, and more. Until next time. That was your Overwatch, Einstein. You can thank him later.